How's it going everyone? Hope you're all doing good. Welcome to another episode of Drawn to Create, the podcast where we draw and talk. You know how this works by now. This is episode four and so we are four weeks in. I'm enjoying these uh, these videos and you all seem to be enjoying them as well. I also enjoy trying to do a drawing each week and uh, the drawings usually... I normally just spend about a day and a half, maybe two days, working on each of these drawings. I know that some of you have been commenting and asking how long they take take me to finish. And uh, I think the one that I did in the previous episode, that took me about eight hours. And I pretty much did that all in one day. I mean, I usually just dedicate a full day to doing the drawing and then I can get, get up early and I have hopefully planned what it is I'm going to be drawing in advance. And then I can just get on with executing the drawing and then normally towards the end of the day when I start to get a bit tired maybe you know it starts to get a bit tedious I'm usually at the rendering stage of the drawing so that's um, something that I can kind of do subconsciously you know after I've done all of the construction and stuff I'm talking about the actual process of drawing here but um, yeah the rendering stage towards the end of the drawing is usually the point where I have some uh, music on or I'm listening to some podcasts, some audiobooks or whatever, um, because, yeah, rendering is something that I can just, it's just a, something that I do naturally now. Um, it's not really anything that I need to dedicate all of my focus to, whereas at the beginning of a drawing, when I start a drawing and I'm working out the, uh, the perspective or I'm just technically going through it and planning uh, the actual uh, construction of the drawing, the scene, then that, that takes a lot more time and usually if I can get that done in the morning when my brain is fresh and I'm I'm wide awake, hopefully if it's not too early in the morning, um, yeah, usually if I get that out of the way, then I can confidently carry on and finish the drawing. So yeah, I'm slowly developing a, a process that I work through, which is helping me um, you know, execute and finish these drawings in time each week for an episode of this. And also, within these drawings, I'm sort of exercising this, uh, not, well, it's kind of like a method of learning how to draw. It's basically, I think I spoke about it in a past episode, project-based um, learning, where, you know, I try and involve some stuff within the, the drawings that I need to improve on. A lot of the time, I try and uh, add some people within these scenes that I'm drawing because I want to get better at uh, how I include people within these environments that I'm drawing. And so I try and force myself to, sometimes, well, challenge myself pretty much to add uh, a lot of that stuff in there. And then if I put it within a project, I know that what I'm drawing. I'm not just doing these separate studies um, with no real direction. You know, I am creating a full illustration with these. And usually I try and cover up at least about half an A4 piece of paper um, so these drawings are, are about size A5 which um, which isn't too bad I mean it's enough for me anyways because a lot of you have probably realized by now that I'm a, I'm a sucker for detail I, I always have to throw a lot of detail within the images that I draw and uh, <laughs> some people say it gives them anxiety looking at my uh, detailed drawings which I, I understand it's a bit hectic sometimes but you know that's just what I like I, I enjoy just uh, paying a lot of attention to minor things which usually are unnecessary within the images you know like if there's a, a table I could just draw the table but then I like to spend time decorating the table or adding objects on that table just to just to add to it because I think there's Sometimes you can tell stories within the small details 
that you uh, incorporate within these images. And of course, there's a lot of other artists out there whose work is a, a big influence on mine. Jeff Darrow, MC Escher, those are a, a few artists that I can just pick off right now. Um, I remember when I came across MC Escher's work when I was younger and it just it fried my brain because I was looking at it and the, the illusions that he creates on paper, it wasn't necessarily the illusions that he had created which really appealed to me, it was the the execution and how he rendered the drawings, uh, these kind of believable but not realistic worlds. Um, yeah, that sort of fascinated me and I remember I used to recreate a lot of his, his drawings when I was younger as well. Um, and then, of course, Jeff Darrow, the comic book artist, I, I recommend checking out his work. His work is uh, pretty amazing. Like, um, yeah, but I might do an episode where I just talk about drawing style in general. Uh, I probably will, actually, because I'm going to um, do an episode where I just talk about my drawing style and my inspirations and influences um, in general. So I'll, I'll, I'll do an episode where I talk about all of this stuff more in depth because... What I have planned for this episode is I'm going to talk about something that I think is important and I can also relate to it and give you a, a personal example. Um, and it's pretty much around the the idea of evolving as an artist. And of course, this is a, a big subject to get into. I'll probably build on this within future episodes, but I haven't really given myself much of a a direction with this I'm just going to sort of talk about this and improvise I usually don't read off a, a script obviously for these podcasts so I'm just going to go with it and talk about it but um, yeah as a starting point I think that evolving your work um, is important but then also evolving as an artist personally is important and this comes naturally I think I think as you grow older, uh, you experience more things and all of your experiences and interactions with the world, with people, um, your experiences and all of that stuff sort of influences your work because the artwork that you produce is kind of like a, well it is a product of you as a human, um, I mean you create something that comes from you, it's got to come from somewhere right and so you know it's a product of many things. Uh, the list goes on, you can't really just shorten the list down, reduce it down to a few things because I think that the artwork is a, a factor or a product of pretty much, you know, en an endless amount of things. And so as we evolve naturally, as we get older, we learn new things, maybe we learn new things uh, subconsciously, maybe we learn them unconsciously or maybe we are, we are going out there and consciously trying to learn new things and I think that's what's important we have to be on the watch we have to be looking around and trying to pick up new things new bits of information that we can use and throw into our work and increase our knowledge as artists and creative people and um, there's so much out there it's such a vast world and especially these days with the online world and um, we have it all at our fingertips sometimes it can be overwhelming and I think you need to be aware of yourself as as an artist as well because I think you need you need sort of like a limit on it you need um it's kind of a way to filter everything because if you know what it is that you like or what you are interested in or what it is that you want to learn then you can filter what it is you are looking at and um yeah everything that you 
observe and experience will hopefully be relevant to what it is you are trying to do. Um, and so, yeah, evolving as an artist is, is very important. Um, personally, I remember, you know, let's try and talk about this more practically. So when I was drawing uh, a few years ago, um, when I would do a lot of the, the portrait stuff and, and, and things like that, I would mainly work from photographs. And so I would obsess over the details presented within these photographs and my intention was to recreate these existing images on paper and render them in pencil. And so at the end of the day, what I would have is I'd have my drawing, which is a drawing of this, this image, which has already been... Uh, you know, I mean, the photographer, whoever took the photo that I was working from using as reference, um, that photographer kind of did a lot of the work and I was just sort of um, re recreating that in a sense. Uh, you know, and there's value in it. I mean, I'm not writing it off at all. I spent a lot of years just working from photographs and I think it was valuable because it did benefit me in being able to render drawings and when I was actually copying uh, you know images um, maybe images of environments and stuff of cities I was learning how to actually draw these subjects and it really helped me increase my visual library and so when I when it comes to actually drawing stuff like that from my imagination now I have this sort of visual library this catalogue of images in my head that I can rely on and all of that stuff um, goes into the work that I produce now when I'm relying on my own imagination. And so, um, yeah, going back to what I was just talking about, I would use uh, a lot of these photographs and I would recreate them and draw them, you know, portraits, realistic drawings. That was the style, realistic drawing. And the intention was to accurately recreate the photograph. And, you know, that's how I'd judge the success of the final drawing. How accurate was it to the actual photograph I was using as reference? And so that was what I was doing, and I, I would do that for a, a few years, you know. I would draw all of these uh, these portraits. You've probably seen some of them, some of the earlier videos that I uploaded on YouTube. And inevitably, I got better at doing this. And, you know, it came to the point where I was able to just confidently do a drawing like this and it was it was easy if I'm being honest you know it got to the point where there wasn't any real challenge anymore when I was first learning the the challenge was the exciting part because I didn't really know how the drawing was going to end up and I was just jumping into it and trying to execute it the best that I could and that was the that was my aim that was the challenge that I was giving myself and as soon as I got to the point where that challenge wasn't really there anymore because you know I'd improved to the point where I could uh, draw draw and render something like that easily and so because of that um, I became less motivated to do some of these drawings and I became really dissatisfied with not the result but the actual process of, of creating you know because I didn't really drawing from my imagination when I was younger it was pretty, like, I, I couldn't really comprehend it. And, and that sounds kind of stupid, but, you know, because drawing for me for such a long time was just drawing images that already existed. You know, as a kid, I would draw from uh, comic books or I'd draw my favourite uh, cartoons from TV shows and stuff. And so, using my own imagination, I mean, what 
what do I have to offer, you know? So it was kind of, it was a slow transition towards this point of finally realizing that what I was producing wasn't really a product of me, you know? I never really communicated anything personal in my work. I never really put any of myself in my work. I was more or less just a, a technician um, and I'd create these images that were, you know, technically appreciated and when you present them to people who maybe aren't as involved with drawing or maybe they're not creative in any way, when they see drawings like this, these well-rendered and executed portraits of things that they can relate to, maybe some actors out of a TV show, then they uh, appreciate images like that. It's very commercial and they look at that and they view drawing as um, the view successful drawing as drawings that accurately depict something that they can comprehend. At least that's what I gathered from my own experience. I mean, when I would show family, friends, these these portraits that I had done, they would really appreciate this ability that I had to execute and render a drawing as well as that. And I'm not devaluing that in any way. It definitely does take some skill to be able to uh, render a drawing accurately um, like those those drawings and and um, people I think that's where the, the substance lies within them I mean uh, it's this ability to render the drawing accurately and I feel like once as an artist personally once you have the ability to do that pretty well then you've sort of completed that task you know and, and, and in a way it's time to move on and you know, as I gradually made that decision to start relying on my own imagination a bit, or I think I slowly shifted into using reference, um, but manipulating the reference a bit. So adding stuff to it or combining reference images to create scenes. And that, that's technically what I still do to this day. I still sometimes, you know, pull up some reference of objects that I need to draw within these images. And that's fine. Everyone uses reference. Um, but the drawings which I eventually started to create wasn't a direct copy of an existing reference, if that makes sense. Um, and so, yeah, eventually I came to this decision. I came to this and it was a kind of a uh, kind of a hard time, you know, in my life where I was a bit lost for direction in terms of the artwork that I was producing. Um, I'd just finished uh, college and so I did study um art as one of the subjects there and I was sort of encouraged on that course to um, not really use my imagination that much you know there was you know the, there was set tasks that you was given and a lot of the time I was able to um, perform those tasks well by just drawing from existing reference images uh, but that's a whole other story for a whole other episode my experience at college and stuff like that but obviously you know that I didn't carry on uh, studying art for numerous reasons I went into architecture but education again that's a topic for another podcast so moving on from that yeah I got to this point where I no longer wanted to draw from photographs I wanted to do something more personal and I wanted to present myself as a as a person as an artist through my work and I wanted to have this really close relationship to the work that I was producing and so in order for me to do that I have to 
and um, put more of myself into it obviously and so yeah i started to rely on my own imagination more um, manipulate reference images do a lot of drawing like that and um, it was uncomfortable at first it was um you know it was unexplored territory for me but i kept um going and, and kept trying to produce images i also came across you know believe it or not i didn't really know much about the fundamentals of art back then and so um i started to you know look into the actual process of learning how to draw a bit more and i became i was immersing myself in this this world of, of drawing and i started to you know find a lot of concept artists listen to a lot of drawing podcasts uh uh, find and, and read books and I started to take in all of this information and uh, try and order it and, and create a roadmap for myself so that I would get better at drawing from my imagination and so it came to this uh, this point where I was trying to figure out what I needed to learn to improve and um, obviously the art fundamentals is are very important I think the most important one is perspective and that is something that I realized and so I would spend a lot of time uh, you know creating drawings that exercised the use of, of perspective and I started to read a lot of books I started to um, learn a lot more and I also um, because this was before I started YouTube actually no I, I did have some videos uploaded onto YouTube already some of the realistic drawing stuff which you've likely seen um, if you've been on the channel for a while or maybe you haven't because I know that my audience has kind of transformed over the time that I've been creating various types of different content and so that's just a, a natural result of that and yeah I also did have a, a basic understanding of some of the fundamentals but I was unaware that there was titled fundamentals you know I did practice some perspective with a lot of the design work that I had done prior to a uh, actually making this decision to draw from my imagination i mean i did learn stuff about perspective when i would do all of that and uh, some of the other fundamentals in there as well and so I, I was drawing from my imagination when it came to a lot of the design work that i would do uh, for projects at school and stuff like that so i wasn't completely separated from that i just didn't really have the intention of using all of that stuff to draw from my imagination until I made the decision to bring that into my artwork and in order for me to draw from my imagination that depended on me having an, a knowledge of perspective and uh, some of the other fundamentals and so I was learning a lot more I was involving myself in this process of learning how to draw and I would read all of these books and then eventually because I was trying to do YouTube alongside this as well it was quite challenging because I was learning all of these new aspects surrounding drawing but then I was also still producing some realistic drawing tutorials and stuff uh, you know because I wanted to keep the YouTube channel going but eventually I did make that jump and gradually shifted into making content around the stuff that I was learning personally and so once I got to that point it became a lot easier because the stuff that I was learning I was also demonstrating in videos and I think in a way that kind of really benefited me because once I had learned something and I was comfortably uh, you know demonstrating that within my work I would make a tutorial on that on a subject and going through this process of making a tutorial on something 
it helps you process it. I mean, once you try and figure out the best way to demonstrate and articulate some kind of drawing technique to an audience, it really helps you uh, reinforce that technique in your own mind and helps you sort of gain a better understanding for it uh, because you are able to communicate to another person. Um, and yeah, that was kind of, that's kind of an opportunity that I had and I was taking advantage of that. And so, yeah, it's been this continuous process of learning new things and trying to improve my ability to draw from my imagination that's really been attracting me to drawing these these past few years because I'm finally in this unexplored territory and I've got these challenges, I've got things to learn. And so that's what appeals to me. That's what keeps me coming back and creating. And then YouTube in general just gave me a reason to create more because I had built an audience and so I wanted to uh, give them something, give you guys something. And so, yeah, that's kind of like a, a personal journey from, it's kind of vague as well. I didn't really go into too much detail around some of the, the stages that I kind of skimmed over. So I can definitely go into uh, more detail and talk about my experience at college or this perception of realistic drawing and how it compares to what I'm currently doing, where I'm drawing from my imagination more. I'll talk about all of that stuff uh, throughout these episodes, I'm sure. But yeah, currently, like many artists out there, I'm on this never-ending journey where I'm trying to get better, learn new things around drawing and uh, improve my work. And I'm always looking to learn new things. One of the things that I do want to improve upon is um, the ability to add colour maybe to my work. I do have the intention of covering colour and um, getting into all of that eventually. I'm just a bit busy at the minute because I'm sort of... I, it's weird because if I learn something, if I'm comfortable with something, like perspective I'm pretty confident with, I can confidently make videos on that. And so a few years ago I was practicing perspective and now a few years later I am creating tutorials and demonstrating perspective, right? Whereas if I'm going to learn colour, then it'll be a, a few years later until I start covering colour on the channel. Because I need to learn it and then apply it and then finally I'll be able to hopefully articulate it and demonstrate it and uh, teach it. Um, and yeah, that's kind of I think the next step for me is adding colour to the work that I'm producing right now. Uh, to a lot of the drawings but I want to do it in a way which sort of complements the the pencil drawings and I have done it in the past and in a few videos recently I did try adding colour using Photoshop and using some of the effects on there so that the pencil work the textures that I was creating when rendering was still uh, visible and it created quite a nice style and I think that's something that I'm going to take further and hopefully that's going to evolve in the future um, and so, yeah, colour is a big subject. It's definitely something that I'll have to uh, look into and, and learn. And all of this stuff excites me. You know, it doesn't demotivate me or it doesn't uh, cause any, like, discourage because all of this stuff is still there to, uh, to learn. It, it excites me because there's something on the horizon and that's the way that I think we should approach it. But... I've been I've been talking about myself pretty much all of this episode and I have some notes here to actually get into just stuff in general that's surrounding the subject of evolving as an artist. 
Um, one of them says professionals are always learning and adding to their craft, which is true. Um, I listen to some podcasts, a lot of concept artists uh, who work in the industry are always, well, it's, it's necessary for them to always keep updated um, with the the modern technology and improve as artists. They're uh, always um, sharing information, trying to come together and improve together. And they've got all of these new tools which are continuously updating all of this modern technology, you know, 3D softwares, all of this stuff which can be, you know, used to their advantage. And uh, I can imagine that, you know, being in that industry, there's a, it's just moving so fast that it can be quite overwhelming sometimes. But their work is improving really fast because of it. And I know that my work is more traditional, but being in industry, if you want to have a, a professional career, you know, working in a, a games studio or a movie studio, you need to, you know, know your stuff and you, you're going to have to have this ability to be able to learn. And I think that's really important moving forward, especially uh, the way things are looking in the future. The most important thing is having the capacity to learn new things and adapt I do think that's going to be a, a big selling point, um, especially when, you know, robots take over and stuff and start taking the jobs, then uh, we're going to have to figure something out. So, um, yeah, continuously learning new things. Not It doesn't have to be, like, continuously. I, I'm talking about, like, a, a slow, gradual, uh, you know, improvement of picking up on new things as you go. You know, just if you're immersing yourself within the the art world and you are learning new things actively looking for information that might improve your work then it's something that will happen naturally over time if you are going to be applying these new things and um, applying them in the right way as well trying to just fit them in or figure out the best way to actually apply this new learned knowledge to what you know already and then I think what will happen is it will either add to your existing work and improve it or maybe you learn something that completely transitions your work into a, a new style into something that's pretty much separated from what you did previously but it's something that appeals to you more and so you sort of take that big jump um, and start working forward but all that you have done previously it's not gone to waste because you wouldn't have got to that point, that realisation that you have now, if it wasn't for all of that. And one of the good things about drawing is that it's a lifelong profession, and so you are able to really master it if you allow yourself. You know, it's not like football, for instance, where you have to retire when you get to a certain age and there's sort of like a an age limit on it. Um, I mean, drawing, as you get older, you get better and you can continuously keep doing it until until you die pretty much i mean you're gonna have this uh lifelong collection of work and it'll be good to be able to look at the work that you did throughout the centuries and see that transition and hopefully you'll be able to uh see this process that you went through to eventually be able to create some masterpiece at the end of uh at the end of your lifetime which is quite quite a nice thought Another thing which I think is worth me addressing and briefly talking about is style. And I'm going to do a, a full episode on the subject of drawing style and uh, this idea that an artist has this unique style which they are known for. But in terms of what we have just been discussing, maybe if an artist is so 
dedicated to one specific style, maybe it will be hard for them to evolve their work in any other direction. Maybe that style is adaptable, maybe it can move about and there's a bit of flexibility in there, but maybe if a style is so, I don't know, like so permanent in a way, um, the, there isn't really much direction with it, you know, maybe an artist is a slave to one style, a prisoner to drawing in a certain way, and uh, they don't have this ability to be able to build on that because anything they add to it will just distort this style completely and it won't have that, that uh, the, the actual appearance that it did previously. And so that's quite an interesting thought. Maybe a style is a limitation for an artist. Maybe it just stagnation, this complacency where an artist is so loyal and dedicated to one way of working, to one style, that they don't really allow themselves the privilege of being able to try anything new, to be able to learn anything new. And maybe it's a better alternative to be flexible as an artist and open to trying all of these new things maybe not having a style but i think style just emerges naturally as part of the package you know um, and maybe an artist who has built a career around one unique style doesn't really give a shit because you know they've been so successful with it and uh it's not really been done before maybe it's quite an original way of working and so you know obviously loads of stuff can come from that and maybe that's them, maybe that is their lifelong career and that's enough for them. And, and maybe they've even fallen in love with this way of working so much that nothing else even appeals to them anymore. Maybe they finally found that one thing that really resonates with them. And I think that's what a lot of us are trying to find anyways. Um, we just sometimes don't really find it. We just continuously keep looking. And by doing that, we are picking up on all of these new things. And so the artwork as a result is this ever-developing, evolving product of an artist's pursuit in learning how to draw or attempting to become a master at drawing and creating artwork. And you know, maybe there's no such thing as being a master at something. I think maybe you can get so good at something that you can do it subconsciously. And you see this all the time, like a good artist maybe cannot explain his process because it just comes so natural to him like it's just part of him that he cannot articulate or communicate what he is doing in any way because it's just so ingrained within him and i think that's kind of like a product of this idea of mastery um and yeah it's kind of interesting and i suppose it goes back to that discussion around what's better being a, a generalist or a specialist should you dedicate your life to becoming a specialist in in one thing or should you just keep um exploring all of these different things and then be a generalist at all of these different things and it really depends on what you want to do and again it comes down to your own intentions but i don't think there's one way to go about it i don't think there's one way which is best it all depends on what you want to do and what you like to do it that's that's really what it comes down to anything in life is just if you enjoy doing it then you don't need to justify it to anyone that that's all that really matters if, if you just find something you enjoy doing and do that and everything else really doesn't matter anyways i think i'm going to um leave it here i, I do have like another little title here that says fear of moving on 
being loyal to a style and yeah maybe there is a bit of fear in in evolving as as an artist maybe we spend so long trying to get to a point with our work that once we get there we want to stay there and just keep doing that and you know i've definitely been at that point and maybe i am now maybe i'm just so used to following this schedule making videos that i don't really put much thought into the direction of my work and where it's heading but then again i think i i think i do because i do have an intention with it i do have an idea an idea of where i want to take it and so yeah let's end it here i hope uh, i hope you've enjoyed this i hope you can take something away from it and this has been another episode of drawn to create uh keep commenting down below and ask me some questions i do read them and i do appreciate you watching these as always if you did enjoy this then please give the video a like because that helps me out it helps with the uh, the youtube algorithm um, and subscribe if you want to keep up to date maybe you want to see some more of these so if you subscribe and put the notifications on then you'll be notified every time i upload one of these but I usually upload one of these every Sunday so you know what to expect and of course keep drawing, keep creating, keep uh, evolving because you know that's what it's all about, that's what we have to do. We're like Pokemon except uh, we don't have a trainer to help us, we are left to our own devices and it's up to us but we'll get there. We do have a community of artists who are all on the same journey and you know that's the next best thing so yeah maybe you are lucky enough to have some kind of mentor which is kind of like a trainer but anyways I'll, I'll stop with these stupid analogies until next time everyone goodbye